Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. And today is Friday, May the 3rd. Tomorrow is May the 4th. There's always a catchy thing about uh, May the 4th be with you, having to deal with Star Wars. And of course, I'm going to have to wear my Star Wars stuff. Um, <clears throat> my local favorite taco place is doing a Cinco de Mayo thing tomorrow. I sent uh, Kyle a message on my old phone. Haven't heard back from him yet. Apparently, the city of Florence is doing some kind of thing downtown tonight, but the weather has turned really nasty, like it started to storm outside. And I don't think they're going to be able to do what they wanted to do with it storming. So there's going to be a plan. Now, here's the plan. Okay. When I looked online, it said that tonight they were going to have uh, bands playing. They were going to have bouncy houses. They were going to have chihuahua races. They were going to have mixed chihuahua races. They were going to have uh, costume stuff for Cinco de Mayo. And I've seen a lot of stuff like memes on the internet about Cinco de Mayo saying, you know, listen, you can't be for the wall and be for Cinco de Mayo. You got to make a decision. And I totally agree with that. Like I've said on this podcast before, I don't agree with the idea of a wall. I just don't. I know some people are all like, you know, hey, listen, we need to keep them out of here. Them. Them. Really? Them? What choice did you have with the dirt that you were born in or born on? What choice did you have? Like before you were born. Was there a selection committee? Was there a moment when you met with God or when you met with your mother and you were like, listen, I'd like to be a dude, a white dude. Can you make me a white dude? I mean, I know that's kind of that's hard to do here in America, but make me a white dude in America. And, and I'll tell you what, give me some parents that are going to like support me and be really helpful and be around and present and, and, and make me born like, you know, somewhere really good, like... You know, where there's not a lot of conflict. I don't know, like rural Georgia. And let me have a loving family. Let me have grandparents who are going to be active in my life. Let me let me get to experience all kinds of great things. And, and let me really get to enjoy everything and every opportunity that life has to offer. I mean, everything. Did you, did, were you that person? I mean, I was. I mean, I didn't get a choice, but that that was my story. I ended up with parents who were active in my life, who, you know, even though my dad took a while while he was on the road being a truck driver, it took him a while to come around. I mean, he's around now, you know. I had a mom who was active in my life who never missed an opportunity to remind me of things she wanted me to do. There was never a wasted moment that she spent that wasn't, hey, by the way, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Keep up with this. Keep up with that. Here's some things I want you to focus on. Here's some things I want you to never forget. She worked a lot of hours, but the time we spent together was spent with her helping me learn to grow up. And listen, I tried to do the same thing with my kids. I really did. They went on their own little tangent with their own little plan. 
But, you know, we all do the best we can. We all do what we're hopefully trying to do, and we hope that it all comes out great. But I had no choice. I was just born in rural Georgia. Got raised by really good people. And, and you know, with a simple roll of the dice, I could have been born in Guatemala, or in Iraq, or in Syria, or in you name it. This is a big, giant planet we live on, and I could have been born anywhere. I got so lucky that somewhere along the lines, I got born where I did, and everything turned out great. I'm getting a message. Ooh, did you hear that, Matt? Did you hear that sound? This is really rude. Okay, so Kyle Hardy just texts me back and says, we're doing it outside, four to eight, but all day really inside, talking about King Hefe. So if you're in the Florence area of South Carolina and you want to come hang out for some Cinco de Mayo festivals, festivities, fest, fest, yeah, that's right, festivities, come on down and hang out. You know, could be a good time. You never know. Just saying. Cinco de Mayo. Listen, I love Mexican people. I love it. I love them. They're great people. They work hard. I don't know the negative impacts of what society is supposed to tell me that Latinos are. I don't I don't know that world. I grew up poor. See, that's the disconnect. There is a segment of the population who's like, oh, they're beneath me. Yeah, those are the people who are the haves. I grew up as the have-nots. I grew up riding the bus to school. I grew up sitting on the bus stop waiting for people to pick me up. I grew up sitting at lunch with a few bucks in my pocket going, I got to make this last a week. I grew up talking to people about what would you do if you won the lottery? You don't do that if you grew up with money. You don't do that if you have options available to you. I didn't know options were available to me. All I knew was my mom believed in me. She always said, oh, you're so smart. You can do anything. Of course, moms are supposed to say that. But I grew up believing that. I grew up believing I could do anything. The problem is I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I wonder. Like when I grew up, there wasn't a whole lot of Latino people that went to my school. It's a lot different now. Like if I went back to the same school right now, what, I graduated in 92? This is 2019. That was mm, a lot of years ago. (laughs) If I went back to high school right now, I guarantee you there is a lot of people there that are going to school who are Latino, who may or may not be legal to be in this country. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing by what I see at the local stores, at Walmart, which is right across the street from my high school, old high school. You know what I mean. And I don't have a problem with anybody trying to better themselves. And I think Trump is an idiot for demanding for this wall. I mean, listen, I voted for Trump. I voted for Trump for a lot of reasons. I voted for Trump mainly because I was tired of the left telling me, you have to vote this because this is the right way. I could not express how much I wanted to throw up my middle finger and say, fuck you. You don't tell me how I get to vote. You don't tell me what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of America apparently felt the same way because most of America voted for Trump. They voted for Trump. They said, you know what? He's our guy. 
even though I don't agree with everything he says. He's he's my guy. He's the guy I'm voting for. I'm not like that for him now. He's not my guy right now. He's doing a lot of things for the country. You know, he is donating his salary every year back to charities, back to people who need it. This past year, he gave it to the wounded war, the the fallen soldiers program. Well, not fallen soldiers. Um, what is it? Uh, the one with the police officers, the fallen. What do they call it? Not fallen cops, fallen police officers, fallen. Anyway, it's for police officers who've been killed in action. He gave his entire salary as president to this fund. He didn't come out and make a press conference about it. Other people pointed it out. Other people said, hey, look, this is a guy who's putting his money where his mouth is. I don't like what, it was, what his mouth says. But his actions tell me he cares. And we're sick and tired of politicians lying to us. We're sick and tired of politicians standing in front of us and telling us what they think and what they're going to do and then not following through with it. Right now, Julian Assange has been detained and is being arraigned to be extradited on charges of treason because he told the truth. Because when Obama was president, Obama said, listen, we need whistleblowers. We need people to tell us what's going wrong with this country. We need people to let us know areas where we need to be better. Tell us. They had a thing on their website, whitehouse.gov. Obama's big thing when he ran for office the first time was, let us know of wrongdoing and we'll correct it. So Julian Assange did that through Wikipedia. He said, listen, here's some things we're, we're doing as a country. Here's some things other countries are doing. Here's the facts. As a journalist, he basically put out just the facts and said, here's what's going on. This is war crimes that we've committed against other countries. And we're actively in right now. And they decided, you know what? Let's pull that tagline that we just got elected for and let's treat him as a prisoner. Let's treat him as a, as a treasonous outlier and let's go after him. And he soaked asylum. I mean, he, he went and found asylum in Russia for a long time and then in Ecuador. And at some point, somebody turned him over and said, you know what, here's the guy. Have at him. And right now, nobody's talking about it on Facebook. Twitter, the only people talking about it on Twitter is Pamela Anderson, which, who gives a shit what she says, and Wikipedia. The people of WikiLeaks and Wikipedia are talking about it. And that's it. Nobody else is coming to his rescue. Nobody else is talking about the fact that this guy basically did what a patriot is supposed to do. This guy did what a person who has some type of moral authority says, you know what, here's some stuff we're doing wrong. Our president got elected saying, tell me about wrongdoing and we'll correct it. And during Obama's presidency, they said, you know what? That guy's a war criminal. That guy's against our country. That guy's a treasonous bastard. We need to go after him. And he was wrong. He was wrong. And Trump has not stood up and gotten this guy's back either. Trump is just like, I don't, you know, during his election, he talked all about how Wikipedia was full of facts and, oh, I use this stuff for all kinds of stuff. And now people are asking him the question of, hey, what are you going to do to step in to, like, voice an opinion here and to take his side and he's like yeah i don't i don't don't, you know 
I don't have any any part of that. That's all fake news. That's what pisses me off. If you're going to say something and stand for something, then stand for it. If you're not sure what to say, just say. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that. You know, we the people of America have a right to vote on a regular basis for people that we trust or that we believe is going to do the right thing for us. Last night, I watched a episode of Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. And in it, he was in West Virginia, and he talked about how Hillary Clinton came to them and said, coal mining is dead. Talking to coal miners, who she wants to vote for her. She sat at a big table and said, coal mining is dead. You people have to find different jobs. She's so disconnected from that world that she couldn't stop herself from saying, you people. She basically just told an entire union of people, I don't care about you. Y'all are old and dumb, and you get what you get. Good luck. We're moving forward as a country. At least she was honest about it. She voiced her opinion. She said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care about you. Now, <clears throat> Trump came in there and said, listen, I'm for coal. I'm for people who work hard. And it's hard not to be. But I'll be honest, coal is not the future. Coal is what built this country. Coal and steel, railroads, built this country. But it is not the future of this country. The future of our country and our world is in green, renewable technology. I went down the rabbit hole this past week on YouTube looking up people who do solar panels and solar replacement, solar things for your house. And I'm like, okay, how viable is this? What is the cost? What is the, you know, what's it going to take for me not to have to pay a power company money for the rest of my life? Because the electric bill only goes up. We had five people living in this house. Me and my wife and three teenage boys. And when they moved out, our power bill didn't go down much. It's still just me and my wife here, but our power bill is still ridiculous. And it shouldn't be. So it makes me think, okay, when I get ready to retire, do I want an electric bill that I can't afford? I'm going to be on a fixed income at some point in my life. What if I go ahead and bite the bullet and put solar panels on my house now? Right now while the government is giving me a 30% tax credit. I talked to somebody at work today, my boss as a matter of fact. He just got done putting them on his house. He said that the federal government gives you 30% while the state government is giving you 25%. So right now in 2019, the state of South Carolina is giving you 55% back between the federal and the state for whatever you spend to put solar on your roof. And he has 100% coverage he showed me on his phone where he's getting a check from, from the power company saying, hey, you're putting money into the system. Here you go. Here's your check. We get a lot of sunshine here in South Carolina. There is a website, energysurge.com. I'm going to go check them out. He's like, listen, this is how I got started. I saw a commercial and I thought, huh, let me check that out. He said, basically, it's a third-party 
and they put it out there to a bunch of solar people, and they basically come to you with, with bids to do what, whatever you want. You just tell them what you want, and they come out and they give you bids, and you pick whichever one you want. He said, that's what I did. And, you know, the initial cost is expensive. I'll say that. The initial cost is expensive. Just as an example, <clears throat> I watched a YouTube video where this guy said, listen, to put this on my house cost me 60 grand. That's a lot of money. That's an investment. That's a huge investment. But he said, of that 60 grand, right away, I got 30% back on my taxes from federal. I got 25% back from state. He said, but the way I had to do that was I financed it for 18 months with no interest. I make payments because I counted on the fact that I'm going to get a check from the government when I do my taxes. And he said, and I did. I got a $24,000 check from the federal government. And I just went to pay that right towards the solar panels. He said, the state can limit you. They only limit it to a certain amount they can pay you each year. But he said, I did it so that they could pay me $3,500. And then each year after that, they pay me $3,500 until it adds up to whatever the 25% of it was. He said, so I'm paying on it. And then, you know, when I get to the end of the 18 months, if I'm making payments and I haven't paid it off by then, I can choose to either pay it off by then or I refinance that part. That's up to me. And it all depends on you individually as to what your interest rates are and what you can afford. But there's a guy I know in Columbia that did this, and he told me, he said, you know, the way me and my wife looked at it is, we're going to be retirement age at, one, at some point, and we're going to be on a fixed income. What if I didn't have to worry about an electric bill? He said, right now they're giving us discounts to put this on the house. So I went ahead and said, let's do it. And it's hard not to get behind that and think, well, yeah, why not? Everybody listening to this knows I'm crazy about Teslas. I get consumer reports, and I know that by the year 2021, all car manufacturers are going to be selling electric self-driving vehicles. You're going to be able to purchase it in a year from every car manufacturer. They're going to be competing for your dollar, and they're going to say, hey, listen, buy our car. Here, we're going to discount prices. Here, we're, we're going to have this extended range. Here, we're going to have this. We're going to have that. Please buy our car. And it's going to be up to you as an individual which one you're going to buy. Now, what if you generated your electricity from your roof and you got to plug in your vehicle at night and you no longer had an electric bill or a gas payment or maintenance to do on your car? Because it doesn't take oil. It doesn't take spark plugs. What if you cut out all of those aggravations and you're drawing your energy from the sun, as God intended, I'll even say that right now, as God intended. We have a huge ball of energy out there that we are negligent in harnessing. But we're, we're learning. This is 2019. We have no reason not to learn. We all have the internet. What if we all did it? What if we all took a stand? I asked the guy at the Tesla dealership when I went by to talk to him. I was just curious about their cars. I said, hey, what is the future of gas stations? And he was like, gas stations? Why don't you need a gas station? He said, we've already got contracts with Cracker Barrels and McDonald's throughout the country. We're building stations for people to charge up while they're eating. You're there anyway. Might as well charge up. 
And he's right. You might as well charge up. It's going to be our new normal. Hey, I'm hungry. I've been on the road for a while. Let me stop in here and get something to eat and charge my car so that I can continue going. And the cost of charging your car is minimal compared to gasoline. We can all do it. We just have to start thinking alike. and We have to start taking action. and We have to start asking the right questions to the right people. One of the things that Adam Carolla said long ago is he said, the funny thing about successful people is they will tell you everything. All you have to do is ask. He said, when I got tired of hanging out with my stupid burnout friends, I made better friends. I made successful friends. And I asked them, hey, you got any suggestions? And they would say, oh, absolutely. And they tell you whatever it is they learned. That's the key. We have to realize that there are people in this life that will pull you down to their level. And there are also people in this life that will raise you up to their level. And you have to decide which ones of those groups do you want to belong to. Which ones of those groups are you going to be as you grow up, as you become more mature, as you become an adult? We have a responsibility to each other. People fairly realize that. But we have a responsibility to each other. And we can fulfill that, that responsibility. We can fulfill that need through YouTube, through podcasts, through walking next door to your neighbor and saying, Hey, how are you? I noticed you were having this going on. Maybe I can help. We can grow our community. We can grow our world. And all it takes is our involvement. So, anyway, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast. So let me talk about stuff I heard. Because I've only got like eight minutes left. (laughs) I'm looking at my little counter up here on the thing. So this past week, I listened to Dr. Drew after dark uh, doing an interview with Claire. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I know it. Claire Teitelman? Is that right? I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, she's been on Chelsea Lately, Parks and Rec, New Girl, Veronica Mars. Um, I watched Parks and Rec recently, and I had to Google her to find out who she was. I was thinking she was somebody else. But anyway, it's an interesting podcast. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but I don't want to give anything away. I want you to listen to it and be like, oh, wow. That's cool. I like that. That was fun. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I listened to Joe Rogan Experience, episode 1288 with John Reap. Now, most people my age know who John Reap is. But a lot of people, I would say 30 and under, don't know who John Reap is. There was a commercial on TV a while back. This is back when everybody watched TV. He had a Dodge commercial on TV where he was like a redneck dude driving along beside a brand new Dodge. And he'd lean out the window and yell out, Hey, that thing got a hemi? That's John Reap. John Reap won uh, Last Comic Standing. I forget what year, but... He is a hilarious comedian. 
the that thing got a Hemi was just a tagline for a commercial. When he won last the last comic standing on TV, people didn't know that he'd been a comedian for like 10 or 15 years when he won it. So they put him out on a tour, and as he's going around, like he had jokes that they had never heard before. He was a seasoned comedian. There is a great podcast with him and Burt Kreischer hanging out on the Burt cast. See? You people thought I weren't going to mention Burt. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to a guy who mentioned last week. He's like, dude, you didn't mention Burt. I was like, uh, I kind of did, but I appreciate you listening <laughs> for that. <laughs> I think it's <was> Rob. <laughs> Thanks for shooting me a line, man. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> Bert and John Reap did a podcast a while back where it was like four and a half hours and it was a drinking podcast. And by the end of it, they were so drunk, you could barely tell what they were talking about. <laughs> I think at different times during the podcast, they fell asleep. <laughs> it was hilarious. I laughed listening to it almost the entire way. It was so good. And in this podcast with Joe... Uh, John talks about, towards the end, he talks about the fact that his father suffered a stroke and that he's moved back to Hickory, North Carolina, where he started to be near family and to help take care of his dad. And, and you know, he's good. He's really good. He's the one that told Bert about, oh, man, when you go to Charlotte, you got to go to the Comedy Zone. And Bert's like, really? He's like, dude, the crowd there is great. It's awesome. It's a good venue. And that's where I saw Bert the first time. So, John Reap, if you're out there, buddy, you're only one state away. I'd love to see you do comedy. I'm checking the uh, Comedy Zone page on a regular basis. Next time I see your name pop up there, I'm going to go see you in person. Because I think you're hilarious. <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. Anthony Jeselnik was on Joe Rogan's podcast on Monday, episode 1286. He's a comedian, writer, director, actor, producer, you name it. Um, he has a special on Netflix called Fire in the Maternity Ward. Now, what I want to say about Anthony Jeselnik is I've seen a lot of his movies. They always make me laugh, although they're always super inappropriate. And his Netflix special is similar. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes that just hit you one after another. He is a setup punch delivery joke guy. But it is super inappropriate at a certain time, and you're like, oh, he's not going to back away from this. Oh, wait, the title is Fire in the Maternity Ward. Okay. <laughs> it is rough. It is rough to listen to, okay? But it is also very funny in a dark humor kind of way. If that's your flavor of humor, check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, I have not listened to his podcast, but I imagine that it's pretty darn good. Uh, what else? Second Chance Church. Listen to Perry Noble. Crank out his latest episode. Doubt does not kick you out. No, don't hit play. Come on, Josh. Hit the button. Often we're told that if we doubt God, he will turn his back on us. But that's not true. When we doubt, Jesus is not throwing us out. He draws us in. Join us this week for this series, What is Happening to Me, as Pastor P shows us how we can be honest with God about whatever we are feeling. This is a good episode. I actually watched this on YouTube this past week. If you don't know, Second Chance Church is on YouTube. 
and Pastor Perry is like six foot seven, but he's a great communicator and he's a great pastor. And even if you are like, I don't know if I believe this whole Jesus thing, check out an episode. That's all I'm going to say is check out an episode. You're going to be like, holy crap. Maybe I could listen to the next episode. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this up. I've been talking long enough. You guys are probably sick and tired of me. Episode 102, guys. We've done it. Woo! It's storming outside. So I wanted to get this done today. Tomorrow's supposed to be really beautiful weather. And again, I said King Hefe is doing their Cinco de Mayo Festival tomorrow. So I'm probably going to go hang out down there a little bit and eat some tacos and see if I can see my buddies. So anyway, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And please remember to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your friends. And if you want to be part of this, reach out to me. I'm on all social media. You can find me under Stuff I Heard Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. I have a Stuff I Heard Podcast Facebook page. Gmail account. Let's do it. All right. That's it. Cue the cow, baby. <laughs>